1: Hi, I'm
2: Sarah. This is Kat. And <laughs> this is Books and Bellies. Just uh, right at the top here, we would like to apologize for the late episode. This is our third time trying to record. <laughs> it's a really good thing we talk a lot
0: in general. Um, <laughs> it's It's definitely beneficial only for the sense that your editing will be cut down immensely because every time we record this it gets shorter and shorter and shorter we're like okay
2: we're just getting uh straight to the point with these episodes now um but yeah again for the sake of fucking getting this thing done uh do you have a bevvy i know <laughs> say nothing about what time it is
0: (laughs) yes I do have a cup of coffee
2: what about you um I also have a cup of coffee let's just say without getting too into it it is very early especially for me
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's it
2: and we're also recording on the first which is like obviously unheard of usually we record before the episodes are scheduled to come out um so yeah it's just really weird that we're recording today i feel off anyways do you have a reason for drinking
0: i feel like i've had several throughout the days but i'm forgetting what oh you know what i do Mm -hmm. The rye sand candle. It is. Sarah got me a candle scented like rye sand from uh, Sarah J. Mass's previous series, or I guess current series that we're reading. <laughs> <laughs> In my defense, I started reading a new series, so
2: yeah, we're. <laughs> time isn't real for us right now we're very confused because usually this episode would have come out at midnight and we would be on to the next thing but right now we are I mean I'm two books ahead still yeah
0: I'm almost finished the uh first book of the new series we're reading that's all she's gonna say about that Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. So, scratch that. Of (laughs) the current series, Sarah got me a rice hand candle. It smells so good. Also, I've realized, or I've come to the conclusion that I might actually be a huge nerd because I opened the gift, realized it was a scented candle. (laughs) of a fictional fairy and I was so excited and the explanation I had to give to Jared of what this was like everything that was coming out of my mouth I realized I was like "Mm -mm." it sounds weird when you think about it but it's not weird to me
2: you know actually um I was thinking about it after we recorded the last time because we did talk about this um But I think the reason that you and I are friends is because even though we are two very different people, we have the exact same level of weird and like the exact same type of weird. We're like, that's, I think, what our bond is, because I couldn't get that gift for anyone else and have them be excited. I feel like that's why I don't really think that I'm
0: that weird. Because like when I talk to you about it, you're like, yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I'll I'll mention it to someone else like sorry you got a candle scented like a large fairy man from a fictional universe and I'm like yeah it was incredible Yeah I
2: um I think like it w- it's comparable to, like, if someone walked up to me and, like, this person was really into sports and they were like, oh, I got, like, a candle scented, like, my favorite athlete. I'd be like, okay, that's weird.
0: It's weird when you say it like that. Which is, like, exactly
2: what I did. It's exactly the same, <laughs> but for some reason I'm like, oh. I like to think it's, like, in my opinion, it's less weird because they're fictional. So it's like. I agree. agree but maybe but then again we're probably wrong.
0: Yeah, it might be weirder because it's fictional. <laughs> no, I'm it was... really glad it smelled good though. Yeah, me too. Because explaining why I love the candle that smelled terrible would be even harder to do. <laughs> Ka-
2: Katrina also hasn't like lit the candle. She's just like keeping it. It's because if it, if you light
0: it it goes away and i don't want
2: it to but um yeah i do want to shout out the company that i got this from because they are amazing they're called fiction bath co this is not sponsored but if they want to sponsor us i am we are definitely open to it like a collaboration of sorts because i'm obsessed with this company um but they also have like a valkyrie perfume Or like every scent that they have can be turned into either a candle, a perfume, other stuff like bath stuff. Um, And I really want to get the Valkyrie perfume so that I can wear it when I go to the gym.
0: You would be unstoppable at the gym.
2: I would probably break my body. I would be going so hard. Because I also listen to like a lot of um, dystopian and fantasy like playlists when I'm at the gym so that like in my mind I'm imagining that I'm like in battle when I'm at the gym whereas like apparently most people just listen to like (laughs) (laughs) hip-hop it showed Jared like the uh Illyrian
0: warrior playlist and I was like yeah I listen to it when I go on runs and he's like you're really nerdy and I was like okay
2: I thought it was cool (laughs) yeah maybe i'll 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 post that playlist to the Instagram. It's a really good playlist. It's called Training with the Illyrian Warriors. Um, it's, it's good for running. I found it on TikTok, obviously because that's where we find most of our <laughs> inspiration for our lives. Um, but yeah, it's a good one. If you want motivation to work out, just pretend that you are training with Cassian and listening to those musics those musics. Jesus. In my (laughs) defense, it is so early where (laughs) I am. (laughs) Uh, You gonna ask me why I'm drinking, bitch?
0: Oh, (laughs) don't care. Um, yeah. (laughs) Why are you drinking?
2: Um, I am drinking just to like rapid fire through this I went to an Avril Lavigne concert which was great I got drunk and I also got merch and then I also had troubles with insuring my car and now another reason for drinking is the fact that this episode is coming out so late
0: I want you to know that the first time we recorded that those several points took at least 40 minutes (laughs)
2: i don't need to get into the details
0: (laughs) this is condensed version
2: yeah we're giving you the the cliff notes of our lives and the cliff notes of the book (laughs) and then yeah i don't really think i have a new reason for drinking other than the fact that recording we we've tried to use a different um I guess, website for recording the episode. But every single time we've recorded, like the first time we recorded through that episode, I had like three quarters of Katrina's audio, but then it just like disappeared for the rest of the recording, which wasn't good. And then the second time we recorded on that website, we, I just like Katrina's recording never processed. And then we tried contacting them and they never got back to us. Uh, It's just, come on. At least respond. At least be like, oh, sorry, yeah, that audio is gone forever. You know? It is what it is, I guess. Yep, we're here. We're back to our old methods.
0: So I guess before we entirely forget, which we are likely to do, today we're talking about (laughs) A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Mass. the fifth and final book that is out currently, although not the final one ever, I believe. So yeah, it's a very thick book, almost 800 pages.
2: Yeah. That's the other thing that is like moderately annoying about this is like (laughs) the fact that we've had to record multiple times for the largest book that we have (laughs) read to date like there's a lot of content to cover in these episodes in this episode specifically because like there's just a lot that goes on in this book so having to do this three times like usually I take out all of my sticky notes like right away thank god I didn't do that like I just forgot because otherwise could you imagine (laughs) I don't have a
0: book you just don't have sticky notes (laughs) like okay
1: I just have to reread
2: a 700 page book real fast so that we can record. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. Katrina doesn't have her book with her. So if it seems like I'm kind of like talking a lot and bringing up most of the points, it's because I have the copy of the book. And
0: Yeah, because it is a nearly 800 page book. <laughs> it has a lot of weight to it. So it took up a lot of luggage
2: space. And I was like, you know what? I will be leaving that. Hmm. Fair enough. Um, Well, I guess let's just get into the spoiler-free bit. Um, I guess to start, this book is from a different perspective, um, and it kind of follows a different plot line that was, like, hinted at in previous books. Um, This is where I think the novella
0: really comes to like an important point because like the first time we read the novella obviously we've said some things about the novella but also like it really sets it up for this book that it's going to be a nesta cassian perspective rather than pharah and reese because their storyline is basically wrapped up they're happy they're doing well mm-hmm. they run the night court all of that so it may does it christmas makes shopping sense. <laughs> they do Christmas shopping. She paints. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it, the, the novella was important
2: to set up who this book was going to be about. I think. Yeah, no, I agree. The second time reading the novella, I definitely was like, oh, yep, very clear foreshadowing that went over my head again. Oh, speaking of kind of not I guess foreshadowing (laughs) I don't really (laughs) think something completely different um uh, foreshadowing is what made me think of it I finished um maybe this is another reason why I'm drinking I finished the uh Stranger Things like first part of the fourth season because I guess they're coming out with more episodes on July 1st
0: okay yeah I'm only uh two episodes in so say
2: nothing. No, I won't spoil it. However, the finale was incredible and I did not anticipate like it it just like I was I was shocked and I was like I thought about it and I was like I really wonder if like it's obvious. <laughs> Cuz I feel like every time I'm blown away by something whether it be in like a book or a movie or just like any form of media, I'm like, okay, was this obvious? And I just didn't get it. And I think this podcast is what has made that like insecurity even worse because like I'm so easily entertained and so easily mind blown.
0: Yeah, see, this is why our book recommendations probably aren't great. <laughs> We're like, wow, that was incredible.
2: Everyone else is like, no. That was so obvious. Um, but yeah, no, highly recommend uh Stranger Things, obviously, if you don't watch it. What are you doing? And then also Bo Burnham's, uh, Bo Burnham has released a outtakes video on his YouTube from his inside special, which is an hour long. And it's basically another like special and just like the way he edits it is just brilliant. And uh, I know you also haven't watched it yet, Katrina, but I think those are two reasons why I'm drinking that are like positive <laughs> um anyways back to like spoiler free bits sorry to go on a bit of a tangent there I just got <laughs> excited um yeah. this 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 final book
0: is like we have mentioned it before it gets increasingly sexual mm. as the series goes on this one is like on the line of like smut
2: I would say I would say it is smut but granted we both don't
0: like I I don't like it and also like I don't read it so I don't really know how far (laughs) smut normally is so it's a shot in the dark um but yes it is a bit detailed and
2: quite frequent in this final book just a fair warning it's much more explicit than previous books I just feel like when I picked up the first book and even like the second book, they were definitely like, you know, young adult fantasy, like nothing too extreme going on. And then picking up this book, it's like, man, this is just not what I got into the series for. And like, imagine how much shorter the book would be if it wasn't in there.
0: Like it could have. Yeah, I feel like that's my main problem. Like, I get it people like this kind of book, that's fine. If I like this kind of book, I like the story, that's fine too. It's just that we started off not in this genre Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and coming to this point where it's so aggressive, I was like, okay, well don't change the genre of the book. I was sucked in (laughs) because I liked the kind of writing and now we're at a different point, but I can't not read it
2: because Because we're so invested
0: yeah like I'm invested in the characters but like I don't enjoy reading that kind of story which is just like a personal opinion so like to each their own some people might this might be your favorite book because it is
2: yeah I think some people do really like I mean like I think the thing is is like the characters are all super different too so like my friend Emma who I recommended this series to we'll get into it a little bit more in the spoilers but she did say that like the writing style like change and the increased like level of smut, vulgar language yeah <laughs> like <laughs> it kind of makes sense because of like who who the story like ra- revolves around like um so like it does kind of make sense but at the same time like I started reading this series for very different reasons um
1: yeah.
0: I I feel like before you told me what Emma had said being like look because it's from Cassie and Anessa's perspective they are different and therefore the writing style is different before you told me that I was like do mm, don't love it but now, knowing that, it makes sense that it's not like Feyre and Risa's story mm-hmm. because- they're a they lot are... more
2: like sensual and romantic and like, um, yeah, and, it like, does make a it, lot more sense. It comes sense.
0: across appropriately. Like, yeah. it should be different. However, I just wasn't expecting it. This is probably one of those things that we should have been expecting. <laughs>
2: That we should have picked up on, yeah. Yeah, Emma is definitely smarter than both of us. Um, But yeah, like, and even now, like, uh, I think the second time we recorded this episode, like, the more I kind of, like, look over some of my notes, like, there are things that I, like, that, like, stood out to me as quotes that I really didn't like because I found they were, like, too vulgar. And now when I read them, I kind of think of them as, like, funny because it's just, like, different and it just like yeah maybe it's just because we are simple and just didn't get it <laughs> i do still stand by that it's like a bit much for me but like yeah spicy wise i would give this book like a six out of ten <laughs> no a six out of five i don't know okay. how to count <laughs>
0: i was like six out of ten. Oh my goodness <laughs>
2: Yeah, quite frankly, I could have used more actually. Just kidding. Sarah J. Mass, if you're listening, don't. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Next book's just straight porn. <laughs> yeah. There is no plot.
0: <laughs> it's just everyone's sleeping with each other.
2: Anyways, um, do you have anything else that's spoiler free to add? I feel like we're forgetting stuff because we've recorded so
1: many. Times.
0: Um I guess I will say this is perhaps a spoiler, but like if we knew that this was the storyline, <clears throat> you probably all know. This is this is basically Nesta's redemption book mm-hmm. because she was so terrible in the previous books. That's what this story follows. It is a bit of a heated debate online if the redemption
2: was enough. We'll like, tell you our yeah. thoughts in the spoilers. <laughs> All right. So do you have like an overall rating for the book? Um, I feel
0: like we say a lot of like negative things, like what we don't like and then still rate it high. It's, It's the characters for me. I can't. I wouldn't have disliked this book no matter what, Mm -hmm. I don't think. Um, I think maybe like a 7.5 for me. Oh,
2: your rating went down
0: after talking about it a third time. (laughs)
2: 7.5, maybe 8, I don't know. We flip-flop. Yeah, I think I'm going to give mine a solid 8.5. Because I, I did really like it. Basically, the only thing that really took me out of the book was the smut. That was that made sense. <laughs> the smut that in uh, it made that sense. Yeah, in hindsight, after n- talking to my smart friend.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Maybe I'll give it an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if some of that had been cut out, I think it would have been like a solid nine. But half a point for words that made me a little uncomfy (laughs) fair enough fair enough um i mean yeah i think i'm ready to just get into the spoilers and (laughs) hopefully get this thing edited and put online (laughs) again apologies to everyone all right um Uh, Like, we're at the point where I don't even, like, have to open my book to know what my first point is. (laughs) (laughs) So I really liked the, like, it wasn't the first chapter. It was kind of, like, the pre-chapter, how we got the backstory of, like, Nesta being in the cauldron and, like, what her experience actually was. I really liked that um, it wasn't her, like, Telling her story to someone because I feel like that would be super out of character, especially in the beginning of this book, for her to be like vulnerable with someone and like actually explaining it when everyone it like wants to know to help her, but whatever. Um, so I did like that we were able to just kind of get like a little precursor to everything.
0: I I, I did like that chapter too. I feel like it gave a bit of context on Nesta and what she went through because like you hear a little bit, but you don't actually really know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What she's going through until that point, I think, where you're like, this book really explains the trauma that Nesta mm-hmm. is dealing with.
2: Yeah, um, it sets up the book well. It does set up the book really well. Um, I also want to talk about the debate that happens online, where like a lot of people think that it's like hypocritical that Feyre um put nesta on house arrest because feyra like was also like put under house arrest with tamlin and then it like completely broke her and everything like that and i just i don't i don't see the relationship (laughs) between those two things
0: and that it just the first time he told me that, I don't even know where people are getting that. Like, I understand it's a similar sounding situation, but like the reason it was terrible for Fera was because she was locked under the mountain. Nesta was not locked under the mountain. Why would it be the same? Also, Feyre was doing good for other people, and Tamilin's like, now stay inside. And then <laughs> that's how I imagine he sounds and
2: if he doesn't sound
0: like that in the in the tv show that's coming out i'm actually playing tamlin in the tv show
2: i like it perfect um, i'm excited to see you in a blonde wig will <laughs> be a long... he he's tall and muscular <laughs> i am neither just a um, lot of cgi it's just your face on cgi
0: that would be disturbing
2: um however
0: um I don't even know where I was going with that but it's I don't think it's comparable at all Nesta was destroying herself and others Mm -hmm. and she favor did it for her benefit whereas Tamlin did it for his own selfish reasons so
2: yeah also like Nesta in theory could leave
0: like yeah they didn't trap her there they fully said if you want to get down call one of us and we'll take you
2: yeah. It, she, it was just, like, her own pride that really, like, stuck her there. Um, yeah. And, like, it, like if she wanted to leave, it would have to be for a reason better than, like, drinking and sleeping around. And, like, it's literally just, like, the equivalent of putting someone in rehab when they are self-destructing in the ways that Nesta was. Like, it's just, like, it's so, so different than what Feyre went through. And I think, like, like Nesta and Fera are such different people. It's different. And yeah, that's our opinion. <laughs> Usually I feel like
0: we're missing things when we have an opinion. This one. I'm passionate. I'll, I'll listen to other people's thoughts. You can have your own opinions, but your opinion is wrong. And that is my that is my thoughts on this point.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I also um there there were some of the things that like we did say that like it being from Cassian and Nesta's perspective like made sense for it being like a little bit smuttier and like dirtier. Cause like, oh whoa, just another point that I kind of like just thought about is like Nesta reads smut. So like obviously her Oh, that's a big one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> The, the more we do this, the stupider I think I am.
2: only took us three times of recording. <laughs> I think I'm just such a okay, basic, take back obvious.
1: Everything
0: I've said about um about the style of his writing. <laughs> Turns out. It it quite I don't even know what to say.
1: <laughs> Damn.
0: Oh my god. Sarah J. Maas, I apologize for my previous criticism.
1: <laughs> I cannot believe we are so stupid. <laughs> And like, oh, anyways, <clears throat>
2: however, there are still some points that are a bit much for me. And there's one specific point that I want to mention, and it's where Cassian describes how like Reese as and him used to have sex with females in like the same room as each other. And I was like, okay, okay, they yeah, didn't need to know. There's some
0: things. That Cassian could have kept to himself.
2: I can't believe we didn't think of that. Anyways, I'm just going to swiftly move past that point. I am excited about um, Eris's plotline.
0: I feel like there's so many plotlines that I need wrapped up in this book. But if Eris does not turn out to be a good person I don't gonna lose my mind he, I think has, he has to be to. good like he has to be good I I'm so excited for uh, him and more to have like a conversation mm-hmm. it's gonna
2: be so good I need like more's plot line as well and I also need like Azriel's plot line with that like love triangle that's going on and like there's just a lot horses. of hmm? horses horses Yeah. Katrina needs an explanation for horses. <sighs> um, yeah, there's just so much. Because I feel like I'm happy with where Feyre and Reese are. I'm happy with where Nesta and Cassian are. Now I just need, like, Lucian to be happy, Azrael to be happy, more to be happy. I feel like Amarin's doing pretty well. I feel like Amarin is just chilling, just vibing. Yeah, her and Varian. Yeah, they're cute. But yeah, just a lot of things. There's a lot of things I need answers to, Sarah J Mass. please. Um, Even bullet points will be fine. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, just release like a bullet point list of what happens and I will be satisfied. (laughs) Especially if you're going to continue to release. I mean, granted, we haven't read Crescent City. So like, maybe it's also amazing and we're going to read those and just be like, oh my God, Sarah, keep going with this series. However, we're not doing that yet. So... (laughs) Hurry up and release more Akatara books, please. Anyways, um, another thing that I know you and I did not completely grasp when we read the book the first time was just how like intense Ten Thousand Steps is. Like
0: <laughs> it sounds reasonable, <laughs> maybe it doesn't. But both of us apparently thought that sounded like a reasonable amount of steps. <laughs> And then I went to the gym to do the Stairmaster and obviously try it out. It it was nowhere
2: near possible for me. (laughs) And like there, it says in the book that each step is a foot high. I fully missed that until you pointed that out. Yeah. (laughs) I don't read well, apparently. (laughs) Me either, because it took me the second time reading to grasp it. And I was like, regular stairs, like a Stairmaster those steps are mu- like half a foot, maybe. Like, I would be oh, like- so brutal.
0: And she makes it, she does do it. Spoiler Eventually. alert. Just kidding. Yeah. We're in the spoilers. spoiler. I know.
2: <laughs> she makes the stairs. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a part where Cassian is like. I don't remember what, like, the reference is, but I know that he was, like, planning, like, he was going to train Nesta, and he goes, like, "There's there was nowhere for her to plant that beautiful ass here. And it's like, when I first sticky-noted it, I was like, I don't like that. But now, knowing what I know after recording three times and reading the book twice... <laughs> you know what? It makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense, and it's kind of funny. God, was stupid, <clears throat> Katrina.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: honestly. A law student and a computer science student right here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Reading a young adult book. <laughs> Not grasping it.
0: <laughs> I feel like in our defense, when we read, we read to like turn our brains off in a Mm sense right so the thinking is not happening when we're
2: reading (sighs) it's true um I also was a big fan of like in general like the trope of working out and like helping the priestesses and like just the whole that whole storyline and I god damn it i every time we have recorded i have meant to say this in the spoiler free part but i always forget um but yeah this book will make like give you motivation to work out like and get in shape it just yeah
0: i i fully remember when i texted you being like wow this makes me want to work out but i had i'm i was way farther in the book like the first time we read it than sarah was and she was like that's a weird thing to say (laughs) And then like a
2: day later, she's like, I need to work out. And I was like, I told you. Well, because I feel like with most books, when I'm excited about reading a book, it means I want to just sit down and read the book. So that's why it was like, you want to work
0: out? Like, Never in my life have I wanted to work out after reading a book.
2: Until this one. I yeah. was ready. It's a good one, and yeah, I really liked the whole like plot line of like the priestesses using like kind of like getting strong and learning how to fight to like overcome all of their trauma. I loved it.
0: I Also, like that, it gave like Nesta her own family because mm-hmm. I feel like she had a she had a hard time just like fitting into Pharaoh's family, and I think that's like a explicit point that nesta brings up in one of the other books being like these are this is your family not mine like i don't know why you're forcing me to be here and like as terrible as it was sounding when she said it it was a little bit true yeah so i'm happy that nesta found like her own people
2: Mm -hmm. me too and like i love gwyn and Emery. like i love their characters um and I think it, yeah, it just, like, it makes sense that, like, Feyre and Nesta are such different people. Obviously, they're, like, friends and, like, kind of found families that they have would be different. It doesn't make sense that Nesta would just be like, oh, hey, Reese, what's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Um, anyways, I also want to talk about how, even though... He is a man of few words. Azriel is probably my favorite character in this book, just because of his like dry sense of humor and just like, I don't know. I mean, I've always like loved Azriel's character, but just in this book, it really, he really, he really shines for me. Like a lot of my notes were, and like a lot of my favorite quotes were from him. I am
0: so excited to have a book from As's perspective. I hope it happens. I need it. Mm-hmm. You know what the weirdest comparison I thought of for As was? <laughs> no, tell me. The only thing I could think of, it just like popped into my head, was Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> he is also a man of few words, but I love him.
2: Mr. Bean the shadow singer I like it gotta be cast in the tv show honestly me as uh Tamlin
0: Rowan Atkinson as as this would be a great show
2: tell me right now you wouldn't watch that I feel like if you're Tamlin then I should be Lucian so we can be like bros at least in the (laughs) first we we would have a time (laughs) Absolutely no one watches this. <laughs> because
1: if
2: if they actually cast Mr. Venus as real, no one would watch this show except for you and me. I refuse to believe that. It would be so good. Alright, moving swiftly past this point, um, I also want to talk about fucking uh, Elaine's character development in this book how she like actually stood up for herself like to nesta of all people in this book like also uh, everyone else but like i like that she's kind of you know coming into her own and like she's definitely not a child anymore and like she still kind of maintains that like soft demure like vibe despite her trauma but like she just has like a little bit of an edge to her that i really like now
0: yeah i like i like that like they don't take away the fact that elaine is still like soft and gentle mm-hmm. just because she's stronger now like you can be both and i yeah. feel like elaine really shows that i love it i also always forget that they're quite close in age like when i think about nesta and elaine i don't think of them as like close to each other i feel like i separate them more in my mind
2: yeah and i also picture them all like a little bit older. Like, I feel like Favre is our age. Nesta is like 28 and Elaine is like 21.
0: Yeah, I don't don't love to think of them as the age they're put in, in the story because like these fairies that they're like dating or with are like 500 years old. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little, um, it's a little weird. Like a fresh 18 and you're like, wow, let's have a
2: child. No, Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I will say even though we now have retracted our (laughs) thoughts about like the language of the book being a little too much. um, I didn't love how like Nesta just like exclusively describes Cassian's penis as enormous like there's times where she says the word enormous multiple times in one paragraph and it's just like okay get it it's a big dick we can move on (laughs) (laughs) also it makes me a little worried because um they mention in the books like even before it got super explicit that like wingspan equates to like other size And then they always talk about how Azrael has the biggest wingspan. So I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is the what's the vocabulary that's gonna be used? Because like they've already used enormous.
1: Humongous.
2: (laughs) Gigantic. It's not really like sexy though. That's the thing. I feel like maybe I just prefer the sensualness of like recent favors. I mean, even then, sometimes it was a bit much for me, but like something about the, uh... it's just like, yeah, it just sounds vulgar to me, some of the words used, but. Um, and now for more really obvious things that we missed, we should have known that Nesta was going to participate in the Great Rite. We've talked about this multiple times, obviously, but the more we talk about it and the more i like flip through my notes the more obvious it becomes i was genuinely shocked the first time they were taken and put into the right
0: i was like no way what a twist like they specifically passed the initiation (laughs) test to get into the right Like, why would we not see that coming? I feel like sometimes we give Sarah J. Maas too much credit for, like, (laughs) sneaky foreshadowing. (laughs) Because this is, it is very clear. Because in, like, at least five points throughout this book, the right is mentioned. They, they train for it. They pass the test. Officials are there. (laughs) We should have seen it
2: we should have seen it coming and they also just like they talk about the right so much in this book and usually when something is brought up that much that implies foreshadowing whatever a lot of things you know over. what
0: it, it made the book even better for us because we we're like no way
2: <laughs> this is why i'm worried about stranger things like if if i like because like <laughs> at I least i'll like agree with you yeah you'll agree with me probably you'll be like oh my god um anyways another thing that i didn't love was the trope of like people making out with nesta to like accomplish things like there's two parts in the book like one with the um the kelpie where he like sticks his tongue in her mouth and like fills her lungs with oxygen so she can breathe underwater and like that's just gross. And then also, when Cassian like makes out with Nesta to warm up her mouth that was like covered in ice and then like warm up the room as a result of that, I'm like, it's a bit of a stretch that Cassian's tongue was able to stop Nesta's powers of pure death, but okay, <laughs> cool cool,
0: yeah, it was a. I feel like some of them were a bit unnecessary.
2: Yeah. Um, I feel like there was, like, a lot going on in this book. And, like, there was a lot. There was just a lot of moving parts. Like, the trove was a thing. And I just... That's it. That was the only moving part. Well, no, there was, like, the trove. There was Beerlin, there was the right, there was the yeah, random... I was just waiting for you to list it.
0: And you just went, you know, like the trove.
2: <laughs> well, no, I was trying to, I was th- trying to think of a way to like talk about the trove, but like I don't even really know what there is to say. Like they all went, or not they all, like mostly Nesta and Cassian went looking for the trove. I also didn't really love the trope that like Nesta was always, not always, but like pretty consistently saving Cassian when he's like one of the two strongest Illyrian warriors of all time and then this person who has like not been training her powers and has barely been training her body is able to like save his life on multiple occasions like I liked it a lot at the end of the third book but I think it happens twice in this book and I'm just like okay come on (laughs)
0: that's the exact problem i had with the right itself because like nesta Emery and gwyn all go into the right we've been told multiple times it's very hard cassian as and reese win it they are the first people in like a while to do it and like one of or three of like six or nine people or whatever. And it's been going on for centuries. So this is a huge deal to win it. Even getting to the base of the mountain, very, I think it's like 23 people have done it in the past. Very hard to do. The whole right is set up to be like an impossible thing. This time it's been infiltrated. So now there's weapons. So it's, arguably harder than it normally is however Gwen and Emery win it and Nesta makes it halfway up the mountain and they've been training for I don't know seven months where all of the other Illyrian warriors have been training since like birth and legitimately all they did to get to the mountain was walk slash run there gently how was that hard yeah I, I didn't I didn't like that at all one of them needed to die and or come near death <laughs> and like they shouldn't have been even close to winning that was it took it away I didn't I didn't like it at all
2: yeah I feel like it would have made more sense if one of them had died or come close to get to death or even if like just Nesta had won that would make more sense to me than Emer- Emery and Grin because like Nesta is objectively super powerful even if she's like untrained. I could see that, but like she didn't even really like tap into her powers that much in the right. Ra- oh, I guess magic's not allowed. But like, but, like I think
0: they they couldn't take away her magic. Cause like their bracelets still worked because they were made. So I think when they took away the magic, they didn't take away that kind of magic.
2: Right, because it was different.
0: Yeah. So I feel like it would have made sense if like maybe Nessa tapped into her powers and like could have won. But like Emery and Gwen, like I love them, however. You are not as strong as people who have been training for their whole lives. And as Reese, Cassian, and as the best warriors in centuries. I don't know. I feel like it kind of undermined like everyone else's abilities. Just being like, oh, well, they can do it too.
2: Yeah. No, I agree. It was just like, it, was, it just didn't really make sense. To
0: me. Yeah. Like you obviously want like a victorious story. However, the way the right was set up, them living through it should have been the victory. Like just yeah. that.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, just to like backtrack a little bit. Uh yeah, sorry, I went on a little rant there. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> um, but like I think for me, um Nesta's like redemption arc kind of starts when she like was taken by the kelpie and like decided that she was going to fight instead of like feeling sorry for herself to me and this is like halfway through the book like to me that's when nadesta jesus christ i am not on the ball today um but that's when nesta's like true redemption arc really starts because i feel like i mean i don't know for up to 95% of this book for me I feel like Nesta's redemption is like one step forward and then like 10 steps back like this whole time reading the book I would like start to kind of root for Nesta and then she would do some fuck shit to Cassian and I would be like well no what like what's the point of this book (laughs) like getting it was super frustrating reading this book at times Ooh, I like uh, Cassian and Nesta's like first real vulnerable moment together. Like after they went on that hike, I did really enjoy that part. I did not anticipate Nesta like breaking down and crying in the way that she did. Oh yeah, I I thought that was like
0: <laughs> even though I missed everything else, that part I knew it was gonna happen because. I feel like that's the only way you could really redeem Nesta. Because if she just got angry at Cassian again or angry at everyone else, I'd be like, okay, moving on. Like, I needed her to break down.
2: And she did. That's true. Yeah. In hindsight, I probably should have seen it coming. Um, Yeah, at this point, though, I didn't necessarily um, anticipate Nesta really redeeming herself for me. Again, because of, like, the amount of, like, awfulness that she does. I just, like, I didn't anticipate a true redemption for me. Um, But yeah, I did like Cassian's backstory. I also liked Gwyn and Emery's backstory. I liked that we were able to get backstories without it, like, taking away from what was, like, going on in the books if that makes any sense um i did love the part where cassian was nervous when he and nesta were dancing i really liked the kind of um i liked seeing Cassian's like nervous and like vulnerable side in this book because he was nervous when he was dancing with Nesta and then he was also like nervous when he was trying to like play the role of emissary to the Night court I think it was emissary but I yeah. Cassian it, needs to be protected
0: I liked seeing like the non-battle side of him
1: mm-hmm. a little However, softy
0: I, I didn't like the dance thing like, like I liked him being nervous with Nesta. Okay.
1: <laughs> You're like, what? I was, like
0: just shitting on my point. Okay, cool. <clears throat> no, no, no. That point is true. I felt it felt forced into the story that Nesta was really good at dancing for some reason. Like the entire scene of like that's how they went over Ares felt really weird to me. Like none of it fit into the story. It was kind of like Oh, Nest! Did you know Nesta's really good at dancing? <laughs> Let's dance with this man so he falls in love with her. Okay, like.
2: Also, it's just weird that it worked. That Eris was immediately <laughs> like, "Yes, I want to marry Nesta." Like, like that's all it takes. <laughs> Have you had a conversation before? I mean, I guess they like. I could like see it a little bit, like as much as I like Nesta and Cassian and as much as I want Nesta or not Nesta, I don't really care that as much about Nesta, but as much as I want Cassian to be happy, like I feel like Eris and Nesta like kind of make sense. Like they're both very cold and calculating and apparently they're both very good dancers. So <laughs> but yeah it was just weird that like they were like oh Nesta's dancing is able to like make men fall in love with her i don't know
0: i feel like it just came out of nowhere it did it really did but Um, it did lead to a very cute cassian um being nervous so like that
2: the ends outweigh the means i guess but (laughs) 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 um i another thing i didn't love was um or it made me angry finding out what Cassian had originally bought Nesta for Solstice, like last the previous year, and how much like thought and effort he put into that present. And then she just like shat all over him. And then she did it again this Solstice when he also put a lot of thought into her gift. He's so good at uh,
0: Solstice shopping because he cares about her. And she
2: sucks. Again, something that I don't love about Nesta. I feel like we are 643 pages in. So we have like only 100 pages left. And like, she still has not redeemed herself in my humble opinion. Um, Again, because it's always one step forward, 10 steps back with her. Um, And like when she refuses to call Cassian her mate, I just, I couldn't handle that.
0: I feel like that was just so unnecessarily rude because she specifically says that it means nothing to her and it clearly means everything to Cassian. And she's like, well, it means nothing to me. And so I don't care what it means to you.
2: Right. And I know she tries to say that, like, it's because she doesn't want to get rid of her humanity, but like, I don't think that's how it works. Like, I don't think you calling no. him your mate will, whatever. Unless you have something to add. <laughs> just end it with whatever. Whatever. Um. Also, like, this book gets really convoluted towards the end. Like, like I kind of already mentioned, there's just, like, a lot of moving parts, and there's, like, multiple antagonists and like multiple plot lines that are like quickly trying to get wrapped up in the last like 50 pages um but I did get a little confused and I feel like the plot line of like um Nesta and Gwyn and Emery being in the right like that's what I was more invested in than some of the other stuff that was going on so it kind of like i was like and then they would be like you know with eris and doing that sort of thing yeah. and i just I got feel lost
0: like also like when the right ended and like then the queen came Cassian tried to kill nesta and then that ends and they're all happy and like within two paragraphs they're like, okay, I know you're happy, but Feyre is now dying,
2: and you're like,
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, it really jumps.
2: Yeah. I, um, I did, I thought that, um, whoo, I really thought that Cassian was gonna die.
0: <laughs> Me too. I did I was, not enjoy that.
2: I was stressed out.
0: I thought he was, honestly, I thought he was dead. Like, when uh nesta kills the queen i -hmm. thought it was like a reaction to his death and i was like
2: i don't know yeah not allowed we've talked about it before but like none of these characters are allowed to die (laughs) (laughs) you can't do that to me i'm deeply
0: invested in fictional characters please
2: don't kill them off Especially these ones, and because we're at like book five, and none of them are dying after going through like so much, I'm like, well, you just you can't do it. The first time I read the book, where Reese almost died, (laughs) I don't want to talk about that either. Did die. I do not want to talk about that either. (laughs) I mean, we're kind of what like we're at the end now in my. notes notes. um so just overall um would you say that nesta's has redeemed herself in this book did the redemption arc work for you honestly no i
0: feel like the biggest thing for me is nesta's like big redeeming moment is she sacrifices her powers gives them up in order to save Farrah, Reese, and the child. But also like the whole point of this story is that Nesta doesn't want her powers. Like she doesn't like them. So she gives them up to save her sister, her sister's child and the love of her life. Like her sister's love of her life. And everyone's like, wow, you redeemed yourself. No, like you gave up something you didn't want in order to save people's life. Even if it was like a stranger's life, you'd be like, okay you didn't want what you gave up why is yeah. that why is that the redemption arc i feel like i think you mentioned it it should have been like she had the had the choice to get back her humanity or something like that and then gave that up in order to save them then it would have been like okay that was a sacrifice but this was not a sacrifice in my opinion and i don't love nesta yet i don't dislike her though i, I think it was like her
2: It wasn't like a full redemption, but it was a like, oh, okay, now I don't like totally hate you like I did in previous books. But yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like, I think it would have been a lot better if she was like, if she was like offered the chance to be human again. And she was like, no, I've found my mate. I've found my friends. I'm going to continue to work on myself and like be better. but instead it was just like, oh, I'm going to save my sister. Duh. Like also here's this thing that I didn't want. I mean, I guess like she did kind of like take those powers out of spite. So it might've been hard for her to give them back like a little bit because like she wanted to take something from the cauldron because it took so much from her, but, but like, but, Between the choice of someone's life and spite, you think that's not a hard decision. Especially, like, your sister, her mate, and your future nephew, like... Like, why was that the redeeming moment? Like, I'll I'll give it back to you. Okay. (laughs) Especially after, like, all of the steps back that she took in the books, like... It's just, like, it's not quite enough for, like, the way that she treated Cassian for literally, like, up until page, what, 700, where she finally decides to call, like, like, accept the mating bond and whatever. Like, I don't know. It just, like, it just wasn't enough.
0: However, Mm -hmm. you know what I do like about that scene, though? What? Where uh, Reese goes on his knees to Nesta. To say thank you. He you know he doesn't kneel for anyone except for Faye now No, he does it for her. And, oh, that was so cute. I, I forgot about that until right now, but
2: Mm-mm. I'm obsessed <sighs> I'm... with Reese. I know. <laughs> That's why I will never the like, kingdom. Can... All right, so next episode we will be talking about a different vibe of the book. Um we will be talking about the seven happens of Hugo by
1: Taylor Jenkins Reed. Uh,